This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast on this Football Friday for the last week in the regular season. Week 18 and the NFL, it looks like. There will be some talk with the competition committee today. There will be some votes, but it looks like they've come to a conclusion on how they're going to handle this whole situation with the young man getting better by the hour. So uh, it's a very good prognosis now, and it looks like we can get past this, although there's been a lot of talk and a lot of a lot of crazy uh, thoughts and uh, possibilities have gone into this, some of them just mind-bogglingly bad, but uh, it looks like we know now what the course of action is going to be uh, for the National Football League. Let me first tell you that Bet Rivers has a new football squares game where you can win up to $10,000 when you make your football bets. Check it out on the Bet Rivers and Play Sugar House apps. Don't miss it. $10,000. And of course, Remember, as always, for all of your wagering needs, it's Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey, Play Sugar House in Connecticut, and uh, the best place to find our uh, podcast is on the Bet Rivers uh, network. That's where we reside. Okay, um, Hamlin and his positive prognosis is easing all the pressures and all the angst around the Bills, around the NFL. So uh, it looks like things are moving in the right direction and have moved in the right direction, and now we can put it back on the field for this weekend. And what's going to happen hasn't pleased everybody, but again, it made no sense to hold everybody up for a week to play one game. Even though the game was a pivotal game and it impacted maybe the seating of four teams, it didn't make sense. Not the way this sits out. So where we are is this as we get ready to play the schedule with two games on Saturday and then the rest of the games on Sunday, culminating Sunday night with the Lions and the Packers. If the the Chiefs and the Bills win, then the Chiefs will get the one seed. And they should they meet in the AFC title game, it will be played not in Kansas City, but on a neutral field. That's if the Bills win and the Chiefs win. If one of them wins and one of them loses, they don't have any problems. They have no issues as far as settling this. As far as what happens between the Ravens and the Bengals, they could wind up with a coin flip. They could. That's not that big a deal. 
we can move on. So that's where we are. Some people didn't like it. I heard the Bengals didn't like it. It hasn't been voted on yet and finalized, but that's what we believe is going to happen. So now we can get back to the schedule, starting with the Chiefs and the Raiders. And the Chiefs, with a win, will be the one seed. They will get the bye in the AFC. And then if they do play the Bills, and the Bills had won their game, they would meet in an AFC title game on a neutral site to be determined. That site has not been determined yet. The Raiders don't beat the Chiefs, as we know. Stidham played very well for the Raiders last week. But the Chiefs have this knack where no matter how many points you put up against them, they put up more and win the game, and you expect them to do the same thing on Saturday. That takes us to the other game on Saturday, which is a playoff game. We can only have two playoff games, winner in, loser out. Now, there is a way Jacksonville can get in if everybody else loses, that all the contending teams lose. They could get in in 8-9 and nine if they lose this week. But let's put that aside. Saturday night is a playoff game for the division title for the fourth seed, Tennessee at Jacksonville. Dobbs starts a quarterback for Tennessee. Tennessee is going to get a bunch of defensive players back. They're going to have Henry back. He hasn't had a great year. They're going to try and pound the football and use their experience. Jacksonville has been playing wonderful football. They are energized. They are home. They are together. And I think the question is, is Jacksonville ready for this? And the answer to me is a resounding yes. I think they are. I think Tennessee is running into a very, very tough spot. And I think Jacksonville is going to play a big game on Saturday night. Moving to Sunday, we have the question marks abounding certain things. Will the Giants go all out? I don't think from what I hear they will, but again, we're not going to know that till Sunday. He's not going to tell you for sure what he's going to do, but I think he's going to rest his key people. The Eagles are going to play hurt. I'd be shocked if they don't. They haven't committed that they totally are, but we expect them to. And the Eagles need, off the last couple of weeks, they need a confidence builder, and I think they'll get it here. And that's why they're a 14-point favorite. They're better than the Giants anyway. Plus, I think the Eagles want to show that they can get back on track before the playoffs start. That would lock them up with the bye and everything else. The other game that could, if everything goes right, and there are a lot of teams playing for seeding this week. There are a lot of teams, like uh, San Francisco needs a win to lock up the two-seed. They could get it anyway, but they need to lock it up. Uh, Buffalo can lock up the two seed with a win if Kansas City wins. So they'll have something to play for. Uh, Obviously, the Pats against the Bills are playing for their lives. If they win, they're in. Other teams along the line need help, like the Dolphins and then the Steelers going down descending line there. The Lions and the Packers, the last game of the regular season, played in primetime on Sunday night, will be a playoff game only if Seattle loses. If Seattle beats the Rams, then all the, is Green Bay in or Seattle in? Lions can't get in. So for us to have a fun game, we need the Rams to beat Seattle. I don't expect that to happen. But if it does happen, you'll get a playoff game. And the Lions, it would be fun theater if that happens. 
because you'd hate for the Lions to go in there just playing for spoil. Now, they're going to play hard no matter what. They're going to play for a winning season. They want to set up next year. They want to beat the Packers. They want to play on national TV. They want to do all that stuff, so they're going to play their hearts out no matter what. We know that. But you'd like it to be a playoff game. And that's the only way it can be. You got a lot of quarterback changes. You got a lot of quarterbacks moving around. You got some bad quarterbacks playing like Peterman. I don't want to beat on Peterman. He has just been, just check out Peterman's stats for his career. And that's all you need to see. And he will be the quarterback for the Bears this week. And the Bears can win the one seed. I mean, the one number one slot in the draft. That's what they can get out of this. Texans can lose it. The Bears can win it. So there was going back to what had to happen off the postponement of the Buffalo-Kansas City game. I mean, Buffalo-Cincinnati game. There was no perfect solution that was going to make everybody happy, that was going to placate every fan, placate every person. It wasn't going to happen. But it rarely does in these situations. You try to do what's best and makes the most sense. The two most pivotal games played in the league this year were Buffalo against the Chiefs, and it would have been Buffalo against the Bengals. The problem is that game didn't get played, and that impacted or could impact or could have impacted a lot of teams. It was a tough game to cancel, but they did the right thing in canceling it. I I would not have liked if they took out the uh, bye week for the Super Bowl for the just – to make it back everything up and play this Kansas City, uh, play this Buffalo Cincinnati game. I, I, I don't think it made sense. So that game has officially been postponed. They're going to vote today on the procedures that I mentioned to you. And it looks like they'll get through. They need 24 out of 32 to get it through. I think they'll do that, although some teams have squawked. Cincinnati has squawked, as a matter of fact. But Cincinnati's always squawking about something. So the the bottom line is, and again, kudos to the people in Cincinnati because they did an incredible job and really may have saved a life. And I think they probably did save a life. So uh, kudos to them and to their staff because they did an absolutely brilliant job. The teams this week that have complete control of their destiny are few. As far as in the playoffs, out of the playoffs. Tennessee does, Jacksonville does. The Pats do. The Packers do. Everybody else is either playing for seeding or they need help to get into the postseason. Dolphins are alive, they need help. Steelers are alive, they need help. Lions are alive, they need help. Seattle is alive and needs help. And that is where we are as we head towards this last week. The last week is never as obvious as it seems. You will get some games where one team had everything to play for and the other team had nothing and the other team played really well. It happens. It happens more than you think. It's not automatic that the team that has the game to play for wins. It's not automatic. But in some places, you can see where they're just going to flat out rest their players and have already mentioned they'll rest their players. Dallas has talked about if things don't break right, they'll rest their players. Uh, Chargers have said the same thing. 
Uh, Giants have hinted the same thing and are going into their game with the Eagles, et cetera. So there are teams already saying they will sit their players once they know there's nothing on the line. So be it. They have every right to do that. I don't like that. And that's always a grand debate. It has been since that classic Giant game on a Saturday night against the undefeated Pats where they went all out and almost won and came up short, but really sent a message to themselves and to the league that they were going to be trouble in the playoffs and to the Pats, and then wound up beating the Pats in the Super Bowl. So no one's saying that's going to happen with the Giants this year, but I believe while the Giants don't owe it to anybody to put a guy on the field this week, I think the best way to prepare is to go all out. That's just me. Doesn't mean Dable agrees, and it doesn't sound like he does. And as he said, the proof's going to be in the pudding. If I rest players and play great in the playoffs, I made the right decision. Well, he's right about that. And if he rests his players and the Giants come up with a dud in the playoffs, so what's the most likely scenarios right now? I'm going to give you what I think is the most likely scenarios and seedings. Eagles 1, NFC, Eagles 1, San Francisco 2, Minnesota 3, Tampa Bay 4, Dallas 5, Giants 6, Green Bay 7. That would mean Green Bay at San Francisco, Giants at Minnesota, Dallas, and Tampa Bay. AFC, little trickier. Little trickier. I think Buffalo's going to play to win. It's going to kill the Pats. Chiefs, one, Buffalo, two, Cincinnati, three, Jacksonville, I think beats Tennessee, four, Baltimore, Chargers, and then it's either the Dolphins or the Steelers. Dolphins or the Steelers against Buffalo, Chargers against Cincinnati, Baltimore against Jacksonville. Now, again, we'll see what happens. But that's where, that's where it looks right now, okay, as far as where we are and what's going on. But, again, you can get some crazy bounces. It starts tomorrow where the Chiefs line things up. And, like I said, the Chiefs find a way to win these games. They always do. And with that, they should get the bye, but they still could wind up on a neutral site for their AFC title game only. That's if they win and Buffalo wins. So that's the setting for next week, for this coming week, starting Saturday. Remember, two games tomorrow, the Tennessee-Jacksonville game tomorrow night, the... Lions and the Packers will culminate the season in primetime on Sunday night. The only way that is a head-to-head matchup like the Saturday night matchup is if Seattle loses. If not, the Lions are just playing for pride. And for them, that will mean plenty, but not as much as if they can go to the playoffs. And it would be a great story if the Lions could be playing for a playoff spot. I mean, that makes that game really a lot of fun. 
Your emails when we come back. You're listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Mike Francesa podcast at gmail.com. That's where you send the emails. Let's get to as many as we can today on this Football Friday podcast that will culminate the regular season. We will be back with you on Sunday when we have the playoff matchups set, and we'll go through those with you um, and have some thoughts on the end of the regular season. Uh, David in Brooklyn starts us off. I recall you saying many times on WFAN that due to the size and speed of the current NFL players and the ferocity of the game, you thought it was only a matter of time before there was a fatal incident on the field. Thankfully, that was not a fatal incident, but clearly it is a wake-up call of sorts. Can you see a scenario where the fundamental rules of tackling are changed to protect lives? Um, There's always going to be discussion about this every time there is an incident like we saw. We saw how advanced the medical technology is now that life probably wouldn't have been saved 15 years ago. I think the league has to do everything in terms of equipment they can do and advance the equipment in every way that can protect the player. But we are never going to completely eliminate the element of danger that comes with playing football. And that's just not NFL football. That's high school football. That's college football. Like I've told you, I have a son who's going to college on a football scholarship. He will be a Division Three football player next year. He's been a football player his main, most of his whole life, except there were a couple of years where the team didn't fill because they just didn't have enough players to play as a youngster. But for the most part, he's, every year he's been in high school, he's been a football player. Whenever he's on that field, as a parent, you feel it. You say a little prayer before every game. I think every parent does. I think anybody who has a loved one on that field feels like that because it's a dangerous game. It is a dangerous game. We know that. Everybody reckons with that. And then when something happens that brings it back to cold reality, we all say the game's not worth it. And it's not worth a life. So we must do everything in, its, in everybody's power. With all the riches the NFL has, they have to do everything they can to bring the equipment up and be as safe as they can. They've tried to make the game safer. They've tried to take head-to-head hits out of the game, you know, helmet-to-helmet hits out of the game and not use the crown of the helmet as a weapon and all the different things they've tried to do. They are scrimmaging less and hitting less so that you don't have the kind of CTE things we've had in the past, at least not to the level we've had in the past. Um, does this game... Scare people? Yeah, it does. Are there plenty of parents that won't let their kids play? Yes. Are there going to be more and more? Maybe. Is that an issue? You need players. But you're never going to completely take the element of danger out of the game. You just can't. Roger, I know that the Giants looked weak early, but... They do have some players. The offensive line has come together. Defense, front four. Don't you think they are dangerous? Um, I think I wouldn't like them in the matchup against San Francisco in the first round. 
I think they can hold their own in any other matchup in the first round. Um, obviously, I don't expect them to play the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to get the bye. Um, I think San Francisco is in a different level. Uh, the Giants have exceeded expectations and coaching and planning has been a very big part of it. Their coaching has been superb. And coaching and creating a culture that is optimistic and successful makes a difference. And it has made a big difference. Paul in Saratoga, I think the NFL is wrong to not reschedule the Bills-Bengal game. This effectively gives the two teams an additional buy that none of the other teams have, which puts them at a competitive advantage. Um, I didn't think about that. I don't think it gives them a very big advantage. I think the Bills especially have had to deal with an incredible amount of uh, emotions. I don't think it's a big issue. I do not. So I, I I do not share your concerns in that regard. Mike emails, Bill Parcells famously said you are what your record says you are. I have never agreed with that. Do you think that this year's giant team has finally proven that statement to be false? The essence of that statement is that it isn't just talent that wins games, that smart players win games, that teams that eliminate mistakes win games, and that what you achieve with your record, you earn. It's not given to you. Do not mistake when I say that the Giants' talent is not as strong as their record, that it doesn't mean they haven't earned the games this year. They have. Because they played smart, they played cohesively, and they played with a timing and a clutch that won games for them. There's more than one way to win a game. You can overachieve, and you have achieved what you deserved. The Giants have earned their record. They've done it, though, not just with sheer ability. They've done it with guile, with planning, with a cohesiveness that is rare. They've been very, very good in clutch moments in the fourth quarter in many games that have turned games for them. They have not made a lot of mistakes. They have made big plays when big plays were needed. And that is why their record is such. Now, the one team that I do think is even more to that point is Minnesota. But why is Minnesota's record what it is? Because they had an element to their passing game that people could not handle this year. And that made a difference in a bunch of games. What Jefferson brought, and trying to take Jefferson away, what that meant for the other receivers, and what that meant to the passing game, led them to victories that maybe they shouldn't have achieved or wouldn't have achieved in another season. They still earned them. Jefferson had an amazing year. He made some remarkable plays. 
the passing offense made some remarkable plays, and that's why they got to a certain level. My point is, as you look forward, can the Giants guarantee they have the same magic next year? With the, with the, every year is different. You may get a key injury you didn't get this year. Something might fall apart that didn't fall apart this year. And there are certain junctures in a season where if you have success versus failure in a game that can go either way, it changes your whole outlook and changes your season. And that happened for the Giants early. And it made these players believers. And they believed in the coach, they bought in. They believed in their coordinator and they bought in. And when they bought in, it paid huge dividends. So in that essence, you are what your record indicates you are because you've earned it. No matter how you did it. Bob in Jersey. Obviously, the situation in Denver went from bad to worse. How much of the blame for the head coach's failure do you place on Russell Wilson? The head coach was not equipped to be a head coach. Russell Wilson has to understand the best way for Russell Wilson to play in this league. I think there is a difference between the way Russell Wilson thinks he should play and the way he should play. And I think they have to come to grips with that. Otherwise, they will never get the best out of Russell Wilson. But the coach was ill-equipped for the job. Ross in Oklahoma, do you think Andrew Luck ever comes back? I do not. I think his career is over. I think it's sad that because we would have been looking at one of the great careers, I think, in the history of the NFL. I think he had the ability to be that special a quarterback. I think you saw something in him that was different in that he attacked the way few quarterbacks attack. And it was really fun to watch. But do I think he plays again? I do not. He made a lot of money. He's very bright. I think he's very I think he's set financially and I don't think he comes back. He suffered very serious injuries. Christian, does Tua ever play again? On that line, I would say yes. I think Tua plays again. I don't think we've seen the last of him. I think it's a possibility, but I think he will come back and play again. Justin, what do you think of the uh, Nibido celebration when Foles was hurt? I think it was a case of an overly exuberant young player being unaware of what was going on around him. I think too much was made of it. I don't think it was done with malice or forethought. I think it was just done with exuberance. He has, you know, been over the top when he has made some plays, and he made some plays that show you that he has ability. He didn't have a great season, but he had ability. He had some big plays late in the season, and especially in the Washington game. Uh, he will mature. He wants to have an outsized personality. That's fine. But you also have to gain a game awareness that he doesn't yet have. I think that was just the case there. 
more than anything else. I don't think he understood what what was going on, and he did not understand the severity of the situation. The Colts reacted, but the Colts, let's be honest, this whole Saturday experiment turned into a disaster. Ursay got mad that the season didn't start the way he had hoped with Matt Ryan, so he took it out on Ryan, and he took it out on his head coach, and the team went south the entire way and had some embarrassing losses. They need to rebuild that entire franchise now. You know, they they went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. They had themselves a whole lot of good quarterbacking for a long time. Now they've gone through some rough spots. But they let a good man go in their head coach. They really did. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. And I think that, I think in the darker recesses of his mind, the owner knows it. Maybe he doesn't, but he should. Because you'll see a team out there will hire will hire Frank and, and they'll be very happy when they do because he's a good coach. And I think that uh, bringing him, you know, bringing him back to the league quickly will be a positive for everybody. And I would be, I would be very surprised, very surprised if he isn't back in the league next year because he is really a quality coach. And there aren't a lot of those around. So if that's the case, you know, it's not like he can find enough of them. I mean, Sean Payton's going to get a job if he wants. I'm not sure where he's going to wind up. I really not. But Frank Beck's going to wind up back in the league. I don't think there's any question. And quickly. And he should. And let's be honest. The Colts experiment, and that's what it was, was an outright and utter disaster. Enjoy your week 18 of football. Um, and we will see you Sunday night with the playoff, you know, with an early idea about the playoff matchups and where we're headed uh, in the, into the postseason. The NFL postseason is unbelievable. Plus, remember, we have a championship game Monday night. I was surprised. I thought Ohio State-Georgia, I told you, was going to be close. I thought Georgia would pull it out, but I thought it was going to be a very much a shootout, and it was. That game I was played out just the way I thought it would be played out. I thought Michigan would soundly beat TCU in a high-scoring game, and I was stunned by how many mistakes Michigan made in the game. And give TCU credit, they made big play after big play, uh, but they will have their hands full, as the line indicates in the championship game. But we'll talk about that also. We'll see you Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.